M A I N M U M U Main Menu Main Menu Welcome to Main Menu for April 29th, 2011. I'm Jimmy Pauls. This week, David Woodbridge shows us how to access the menu bar, dock, and desktop on a Mac with voiceover. Next, Mary Emerson demonstrates Windows Live Mail with ribbons and shortcuts. Finally, Chase Crispin shows us how to create notes on the Bookport Plus. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. The following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this quick demonstration, I want to show you how to actually access the menu bar using VoiceOver on the Apple Mac, which is at the top of the screen, the dock down the bottom of the screen, which contains applications and folders, and your desktop. On a Mac, the menu is divided into three menus, if you like, that VoiceOver can actually access. So Control, Option and M for Menu takes you to the first menu. Control, Option, MM takes you to the second menu. And Control, Option, MMM, so three M's, takes you to the third menu. So the first menu is referred to as the Apple menu because it actually starts with the Apple pull-down menu. The second menu is actually a status menu where you've got things like your date and time, your battery level on a, on a MacBook laptop, uh, your Bluetooth connectivity and so on. And the third menu is your spotlight menu which is used for searching for anything on the Mac. So the control and option keys as referred to as VO keys or just VO. So if I do now VOM I'll go to the Apple menu. If I do VOMM, I'll go to the status menu. If I do VOMMM, I'll go to the spotlight menu. So let's do VOM. Menu bar, Apple. And then VOM again. iChat menu, 13 items. That's my status menu. And VOM again. Spotlight, search text field. And that's spotlight. If I do it again, VOM. Menu bar, Apple. I'm back to the Apple menu. So let's explore the Apple menu by doing Control Option right arrow. Finder, file, edit. View, go, window, help. If I went back to the left with control option left arrow. Window, go, view, edit, file, finder, Apple. And let's pull it down with VO or control option down arrow. Apple menu, 11 items. And I'm going to keep pressing control option down arrow. About this Mac. Software update, ellipsis. Ellipsis means there's a dialog box underneath that menu. Mac OS X software, ellipsis. System preferences, ellipsis, dock, submenu. That's the dock. Recent items, submenu, force quit, ellipsis, command sleep, command option, eject, restart, ellipsis, shut down, ellipsis, etc. And like all menus, we can press the escape key. Selection replaced, zero item selected. That takes us out. I'll just hit the control key to shut it up. So that's how you get to the menu bar. So control option M, main menu, control option MM. Status menu, control option, MMM, spotlight menu, and escape to get out of any of the menus, and control option, down arrow, to pull down the Apple menu or items in the status menu. The spotlight menu's only got a text field that, where you type in your search text to find stuff on the Mac. Now the way to get to the dock, which contains 
items at the bottom of the screen is Control Option D for Dock. So Control Option D. Dock. iTunes 431. Okay, and if I press Control Option Left Arrow. Safari 3 of 31. Mail 2 of 31. Finder. Running 1 of 31. Okay, let's do control option right arrow. Mail 2 of 31. Safari 3 of 31. iTunes 4 of 31. iChat 5 of 31. Aliaria 6 of 31. Text edit 7 of 31. System preferences 8 of 31. Etc. Now you'll probably have other options on your dock. I've added a few to mine. You but are currently on the application dock item. That's actually to open item this application, press control dock. option space. And as voiceover just said, you can press Control Option Spacebar to activate the applications on the dock. Where it's a bit different is how to access your Documents folder, the Applications folder, and your Download folder on the dock. VO Spacebar, Control Option Spacebar won't actually work. You've got to go through a context menu and open it up. In fact, we might actually do that quickly. So if I just go to Control option right out to go to the dock. iCal, Skype, address book, time machine, voice over view, calculator, DVD plot, dictionary, chess, se preview, Twitter rift, dashboard, keynote, pages, numbers, avium, separate application documents, folder 27 of 31. Okay, and let's do VO, so control option shift M. Menu, 16 items. And now I'm going to do control option down to get to open. Sort by, name, check mark, date modified, date created, kind. Display as checkmark, folder, stack, view content at fan, grid, list, checkmark, automatic options, open, documents. Okay, and then control option spacebar. Closing, list view, table. Then opens my documents folder. And that will work for your downloads folder, your applications folder. Oddly enough, your trash can, you can just do control option spacebar and that will open up straight away. And the way to get to your desktop, finally is to do control option shift D. So control option D is for dock, control option shift D is for your desktop. So I'll do that now. Desktop Macintosh HD volume. And that's my Macintosh hard drive. So that's it guys. I hope that's helped a few people out to get to the menu bar, the dock, quickly access your documents folder or your downloads or applications folders and to get to your desktop on the Mac using voiceover. If you need assistance with voiceover or any other Apple accessibility stuff to do with the Mac, or any other Apple product for that matter, you can contact us on the Dev Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Hi everybody, this is Mary Emerson, and it is the 19th of April, 2011, and I would like to do a presentation today about Windows Live Mail. Keep in mind that I have only had this PC since the 29th of March, and I have been doing a great deal of very intensive work not only to install the software that I constantly use on this machine which involved the usual getting new drivers, getting new licenses, getting updates to the software, etc. but also I have read quite a number of books 
and these books include Windows 7, The Definitive Guide, Windows 7 Inside Out, Windows 7, The Missing Manual, and Windows 7 Annoyances. These are all available from Bookshare.org. All four of these are on Bookshare and they're wonderful resources. So that's where I got a lot of my information and some of this came from the blind Windows 7 email list. I do thank those participants on that list for the wonderful help that they have provided. I wanted to do this discussion of Windows Live Mail just because I felt that it was needed and maybe uh, different points of view on it might be of assistance to some people. I think we can all learn from each other. So I know that there was a recent presentation on the Access World site in the Tech Talk. I have not listened to that, so what I say doesn't have any relationship to what was spoken of there. So I hope I'm not running off with anybody else's ideas or anything. And maybe I've learned something that they can benefit from, and perhaps they have learned something that I could benefit from. We all have to learn from each other. So with that, let's get started. I am running Windows 7 Home Premium Edition with JAWS 12, and this is a 64-bit version. I have ribbons turned on in JAWS 12. I don't know how other screen readers handle ribbons, but I'll just have to use the JAWS version that I have because that's pretty much all I know. Before we get started, I would like to show you where the contacts list lives. And contacts is a replacement for the address book. So I'm going to tab to desktop with Alt tab. JAWS desktop studio recorder. And I'm going to type computer C-O-M. And my braille display says computer and the speech was starting to say computer. So push enter. Computer items view multi-select list box, not selected gateway C, local disk, one of six. This is where we want to be. I'm going to make sure it's selected. Gateway C. That was spacebar, actually. So, enter. Gateway C, items view multi-select list box, not selected dollar recycle, bin, 3292011. Okay, I stopped the speech with control. I'm going to push U for users. Users. Enter. Users. Items view list box. Not selected all users. And I'm going to push M for Mary Emerson, which is my username. Mary Emerson. And if you were doing this, you would substitute your particular username. And push Enter. Mary Emerson. Items view multi-select list box. Not selected. DVD CSS. 3292011. Okay, stop the speech. I'm going to push C till I get to contacts. Contacts. And we're on it. That's C-O-N-T-A-C-T-S. This is a folder that contains all of your contacts. And you can do some really nifty things here. You can even create an email message, which will be sent to a contact that you have highlighted. So let's get into this folder. Contacts. Items view multi-select list box. Not selected on. Push M and get to my name. Main menu friends. Main menu live. Mary Emerson 1. Contact. I don't know why it says Mary Emerson 1 here. Let's arrow down. Mary Emerson. Wob. Oh, that's the uh, address book, I suppose. Mary Emerson 1. Contact. 
Now, when you find something with a file extension of contact, this is the actual contact information. All right. Now, what would happen if I push enter on this? You would get into a little edit box. It looks like you want to edit the contact. So this is a really, really handy way to edit contacts. If you poke around in this list and you want to do something, you really need to have an email client running, such as Outlook or Windows Live Mail. And this is true even when you get into the context menu and you want to send an email message, you've got to have an email client running. If you push the application key or context key, which is the third to the right of the space bar, the context key, you'll get into a really nice menu. Context menu open. Grid. I'm down arrowing here. Take ownership. Action submenu. In actions, you can do some real nifty things. Push right arrow. Send email. Yes, you can send an email right from this contact list. So if you don't know the name of somebody, you can actually come here and send an email to them. And let's continue down. Send email to unavailable submenu. Call this contact. Send email. Send email to unavailable okay, submenu. Okay, we're just going around in the circle. Action submenu. And we've been there. Set as my contact. Send contact. Scan with Microsoft Security Essentials. Open with. Share with submenu. Restore previous versions. Send to submenu. Cut. Copy. Create short. Delete. Rename. Properties. Open. Okay, let's get out with escape. Leaving menus. Contacts. Items view multi-select. Get out of this contacts list because I think I have shown you what I wanted to here. Alright, now we're going to actually get into Windows Live Mail, so I'm going to go to desktop. Studio recorder dot desktop computer. And I'm going to type W until I get to Windows Live Mail. Folder view list view Winum Night Web Drive Windows Live Mail. And push enter. Inbox Windows Live Mail Windows Live Mail message list list view C Crane Company Inc. special free shipping offer 4192011404 PM505. Okay, what we have here is a C Crane message. And I'm going to push enter just to show you that we can read this message. Page has 33 links. C Crane deal of the week email. Down arrow just to show you you can read it this way too. Graphic C Crane link home. Blank link radios. Blank link lights. Blank link science. Blank link more cat. Blank link orphan. Blank link new products. Blank link on sale. One eight deal of the week. Blank a radio is not just about its bells and whistles. While the convenience of memory presets. A okay, stop the speech. Now, I'm going to get out of this message by pushing Alt F four. Windows Live Mail message list. Li and I'm going to show you. What happens, the tab key in this program is your friend. And when I push tab, I should be able to get to the list of folders. And then when I push tab a second time, I should be able to get back into the list of email messages. So let's try tab once. Folder tree list pane tree view inbox, two unread messages. And let's tab again. Windows live mail message list list view, see crane company. And it worked. Now let's push tab to get to the list of folders. Folder tree list pane tree view inbox two unread messages. Inbox. Now let's down arrow. Actually, you could up arrow. Mary Emerson's global net open. And that says that is my name. 
And we're going to go back down, arrow. Inbox, two unread messages. Drafts. Sent items. Junk email, 29 unread messages. I have some stuff to clear out. I'll show you how to do that in a minute. Deleted items. Outbox. Storage folders open. These I usually don't bother with, so I'm not even going to look at them. But let's go to junk. I've got something to show you here. Outbox. Deleted items. Junk email, 30 unread messages. Okay, let's tab once. I am on junk email messages. Windows Live Mail Message List List View. Singles over 50. Okay, and it shows you right then what that is. Now, if you're in the inbox and you find a junk message like this, you can push Control-Alt-J, and it will move that highlighted message to this junk folder. This is a really handy thing to do when you go through your inbox in the morning and you see something, well, this just doesn't look right. Or any time, of course, you can do that. But I usually go through my email the first time in the morning, and you end up with some junk mail which you don't want and in order to get it to move from the inbox to this junk folder you can do control alt j and that will get rid of it and now that you're in the junk mail you can just push the delete on any of these messages or all of them or if you're adventurous then you can just do a control a and then delete but the problem with that is that sometimes you get some good messages mixed in here so it does a great deal of good to just go through each individually that is the junk folder so let's go back let's push tab folder tree list pane up arrow send items drafts inbox 200 messages okay we don't really have to be here but this is kind of where i like to stay now, Windows Live Mail. let's say that I want to send a message as a test message. I'm going to send one to myself. So to do that, I'm going to do Control-N for new. New message to edit. Now, you don't always get the ding-dong with that. It just happened to receive an email as I was pushing Control-N. Generally, you would type the first name or part of the email address to get a contact but what if you just don't know what the contact is well you can either go to your contacts folder in C colon backslash users backslash your name backslash contacts and get the name and send an email from there but make sure that Windows Live Mail is up and working or you can do a shift tab Select Contacts button. Now what happens in here is you push the button and you end up in this little quick search box, which doesn't really do much good. Let's push the button with spacebar. Send an email. Quick search edit. Savisionary Yahoo group. Well, I don't want that. I'm going to tab. Edit Contact button. Tab. Look at Contact Directories button. Tab. This directories is deceptive. Don't believe them. Admin get a postmag. And Com. that is my first contact. So what if I want to find M? Let's type the letter M. Quick search edit M. Ah, it won't do it. M. So let's get out a quick search. Look at contact. And generally the way that I do it is just a page down until I get to an M. Lines. Care. D.A. Chris. Main live. Man, many live Yahoo okay, groups. that may not Com. be what I want, but it gets you in the M's. All right, 
So that's not the best or easiest way to do it, I suppose, but at least you can look at your contact and see if it's even in your list. And if it is, what did you call it when you set it up? Now you can edit contacts from here also. So as I showed you, that's one of the things that you can do. All right, now. The button. To edit. Need to tab past a lot of these. CC button. CC edit. BCC button. BCC OK button. Tab to the OK. I don't usually mess with these too much. I usually just look in here just to see if I have a contact listed with a particular name I'm looking for. So I'm going to push spacebar on OK. To edit. And we're back in the to box in the main mail item. So I'm going to type my name, just Mary, and push enter to see if that worked. And yes, it did. Braille shows Mary Emerson at sbcglobal.net. And then a less than sign followed by the same thing, followed by a greater than sign and a semicolon. You can leave the semicolon there. Doesn't make any difference. Okay, now we're, we've got the contact set up. And tab. Subject. Edit. I'm going to type test. And then I'm going to tab once. Edit. We're in the edit box. This is a test period. Now, what if I want to send an attachment? Okay, this is where we have a little fun and we can get into some menus here. I'm going to push the Alt key and that's going to get us into a ribbon. The upper ribbon will go across the screen, across at the top like a regular menu and underneath that will be menus for each item that you see across the top. And when you hear lower ribbon that means that I'm looking at the item underneath the ribbon. So let's push Alt. Menu bar, ribbon, ribbon, message tab. And push right arrow. Insert tab. Let's down arrow. Lower ribbon, include submenu. And right arrow. Attach file button. And this is where you would attach a file, and after you browse for it, you put it in. I'm going to down arrow. Business card button, signature button drop down unavailable, horizontal line button, attach file button. And we're back to attach file. Left arrow. Include submenu. Okay, down arrow. Photo submenu. Media submenu. Include submenu. Okay, and we're back out. Virtual ribbons. Insert tab. That's what I wanted to show you here in the ribbon, but let's escape. Leaving menus. Leaving menus. Edit. Edit. And I'm going to send this with an Alt S. But before I do that, I want to make sure I got everything right, so I'm going to do Shift-Tab. Subject, edit, test. To edit, Mary Emerson's subject, okay. edit, test. I'm tabbing again. Edit. It says, this is a test, and I'm going to push Alt-S. Edit, Studio Recorder, Document 1, Document 1. And I got back in Studio Recorder, which I didn't want to be in. Inbox, Windows, Live, JAWS, Desktop, Studio Recorder, Inbox, Windows, Live, sometimes it takes me twice around the bend to <laughs> make sure I'm in email. So eventually we're going to get an email message from me that says test. And let's see if we've got something else in here. Cash for my time share, are you tired? No, I don't want this. This is a perfect example where you can push Control-Alt-J. See Crane Company and special free. Because I push down arrow after C Crane and there's nothing there. Superb stuff. Now, 
there is a way to get to the contacts directly from here. You will get to that by pushing Control-Shift-C. This will put you in the new contact. Ah, there's my test message. Let's see if it's here. Mary Emerson's Global Net Test. Okay, I'm going to push Enter. Page has zero links. This, this is a test. test. Okay, I don't want it, so I can push Delete. Deleted. Windows Live Mail done. Message. Okay, now, I was going to do Control-Shift-C to get into the contacts. It will get you to the new contact item, so we're going to do that. Add a contact. First name edit. I don't want to add a contact, but this list is very, very similar to what you would see in the old Windows Outlook Express. And that's just what happens with that. They didn't change it too much. I came from XP, so if you heard Outlook Express mentioned here, then that's why it says Outlook Express, because a lot of my stuff was migrated from there automatically. Okay, I'm going to Shift-Tab to show you what comes up when you do a Shift-Tab out of this dialog. Digital IDS tab. And we're in a list of tabs, so let's see if I can do an up arrow. Notes tab tab. I am tab tab. I'm up arrowing. Work tab tab. Personal tab tab. Contact tab tab. Quick add tab. Let's see if we can do this shift tab and get out. Cancel button. We are. We're going to get out because I don't have anything to add here. Inbox Windows Live Mail. Now we're back to see Crane. Now, I want to show you some of the structures of some of the ribbons in here, so I'm going to push Alt. Virtual Ribbons, Home tab. You end up on the Home tab, and going across the top, we have ribbons, and going down below that, we have what they call lower ribbons, which are like menus underneath each of these items. So we have Home. Folders tab. Folders. View tab. And View. Accounts tab. And Accounts. Button. That is a help button, but it really isn't too much help, I'm afraid. Application menu button drop-down grid. Home tab. And we're back to home. I want to show you the views button because this has some important stuff in here. When you first install Windows Live Mail, it shows you your mail list with the latest message at the top and all the earlier stuff underneath it going in descending order to the earliest date at the very bottom. I like it reversed. I like to have the early stuff at the top and the latest message at the bottom because that's the way that Outlook Express did it. That's the way Lotus Notes did it. And so in here, in the views, we are going to have some choices. So let's go to views. Folders tab. View tab. Right arrow. And under that we've got... Lower ribbon. Group submenu. Group. View submenu. Views. In the Views submenu, you, you can arrange the columns that you want to see, or you can change some other aspects of the view that you're looking at. I know that when this email client comes up for the first time, that there is some type of a preview pane that has to be turned off. I don't know where that is anymore, but it was there when I started Live Mail for the first time. Be sure that that's gone. Arrangement submenu. Arrangement. Layout submenu. And layout. Arrangement and layout are quite important. Group submenu. Let's go to arrangement first. Layout arrangement submenu. 
push right arrow. I up arrow to get to arrangement. Conversations button drop down. That I didn't deal with. Let's do a down arrow. Expand collapse button drop down unavailable. Sword order button drop down. Sword order was where I decided to choose which sword order I wanted. Sort by button drop down. Sort by button. It's sorted by date. But anyway, you can push space bar on these buttons and arrange them yourself. Conversations button drop down. All right. We're back to conversation, so let's left arrow out. Arrangement submenu. Down arrow. Layout submenu. Layout. This is important. Right arrow. Message list button drop down. And down arrow. Reading pane button drop down. Calendar pane button. I turned off the calendar pane because it comes between the two toggles between the folder list tree and your message list. So I decided since I never used the calendar, haven't touched it, then I ought to just leave it alone. So this is where you would turn off the calendar. Compact view button. This I like very much. If you can compact your list view, it will look much better and you won't get a lot of extraneous extra stuff. You can experiment. I suspect it works differently for each Windows system. Quick views button. Compact shortcuts button press. Storage folders button press. I usually prefer to keep that off, so I have to go back in and fix that. Status bar button press. Message list button drop down. Reading pane button drop down. Okay, we're back around to the circle again, so let's Get out of here with the left arrow. Layout submenu. And down arrow. Group submenu. And we're back to groups. So let's do an escape. Virtual ribbons. View tab. We're back up to the top. And let's go. Folders tab. Left arrow. And I'm going to show you what's in the folder section. I'm not going to get into much detail here. Lower ribbon. Group submenu. Messages submenu. Action submenu. Uh, let's go to actions. Right arrow. Go to button. Move button on the previous button. Next button. Next on red button. Delete split button. Rename button on the go to button. Okay, left arrow. Action submenu. Down. Group submenu. And we're back in groups. So let's left arrow out of here. Virtual ribbons. Folders tab. And we're going to go to the home ribbon. Home tab. Okay, down arrow. Lower ribbon. New submenu. This is where you could go if you want to add something new. Let's right arrow. Email message button. Photo email button. Items button drop down. Email message button. Email message. Okay, that's just another way to do it. Left arrow out of this. New submenu. Down. Delete submenu. Respond submenu. Action submenu. Let's go to right arrow. Add the calendar button. Unread button. Move to button. Flag button. Watch button. Encoding button unavailable. Copy to button. Copy button. Find button drop down. Add to calendar button. Okay, let's left arrow. Action submenu. Tools submenu. In tools we have. Tools button drop down grid. Tools button drop down grid. Now there isn't much in tools, so all I get is a drop down grid, which I'm not going to look at. Group submenu. Back down to groups. New submenu. And new. So let's escape out of the ribbons. Virtual ribbons. Home tab. And again. Leaving menus. Leaving menus. Windows live mail message list list view. See crank. Now I'm going to show you the alt F because we do have some menus in here. Menu. Menu bar. New split button. Let's down arrow. Save sub menu. 
And this is where you would go to save messages into files. If I right arrow, save as file. Save as file. And this is incredibly handy if you have an email from somebody and you want to save it. It's saved as a .eml file extension file. And you can change the file name any way you want, but the .eml has to remain the same as it was when you got it. So, down arrow. Save attachments unavailable. And you can save attachments. This is where you would do that. Save as file. And let's left arrow out. Save submenu. Down. Print unavailable. Import messages. Export email submenu. Export email. You can do that. You can... Email messages. Right arrow to email messages. Down arrow. Account. Email messages. Left arrow back. Export email submenu. Down arrow. Option submenu. Right arrow. Mail. Email accounts. News groups unavailable. Feeds. Safety options. There are some safety options that control such things as what you consider to be junk mail and what level of junk mail detection you want. It will filter out junk, but it will do it within certain levels. If you find you're not getting enough junk filtered out, you can raise the level of junk that you're filtering. If you're getting too many good messages in the junk folder, you can lower the filtering rate. So this is where you would do that. The accounts is where you would set up a new account if you need to do that. And it has all the typical stuff that you would need to set up your account. Left arrow. Option submenu. Down arrow. About. Exit. New split button. And new is a split button. And I think I showed you this. Let's write. Email message. Event. All day event. Contact. Yes, you can do a new contact here. News message. Email message. Going around the circle again, so let's get out. New split button. Okay, let's do escape to get out of this menu. Leaving menus. Application menu button drop down grid. I don't know how I got into here, but let's just get out with another escape. Leaving menus. Windows live mail message. And we're back to C Crane. I hope that you found this informative and interesting. If you have any comments or concerns, you can email me at Mary Emerson, M-A-R-Y-E-M-E-R-S-O-N, at SBC Global, Sam Baker Charlie, S-B-C-G-L-O-B-A-L dot net. Thank you, and have a great one, folks. Hello everyone, this is Chase Crispin back with part 3 of my Bookport Plus audio training tutorial. In today's Bookport Plus demo, I would like to show you how to use your Bookport Plus as a note taker. As long as you have the newest version of software installed, this is the version that came out in April of 2010, you will be able to take notes on your Bookport Plus. When I say to use it as a note taker, I mean not to use it as a full note taker, like a Braille Plus or Hackmate or Braille Note or Braille Sense. I mean that if you're listening to a book and you want to write something down that you heard in that book, or you happen to have your Bookport Plus with you and someone gives you some information that you want to type down real quick, you can now do this. Of course, you've always been able to create a voice memo, but now you can either text or Braille into your Bookport Plus a quick note in text format. 
When you enter text on the Bookport Plus, you have three modes. ABC mode, which is where you tap buttons for different letters. So the one key will have all the punctuation. Two will have ABC. Three will have DEF, etc. This is the method used on many cell phones. There's also thumb braille, which is where you can use your thumbs to braille. Instead of looking like a braille keyboard, this looks like the actual braille cell. So the number one on the Bookport Plus keypad will be dot one, four will be dot two, nine will be dot three, three will be dot four, six will be dot five, and nine will be dot six. Now it is hard to hit letters such as K or a four six or even an L with one thumb. So the middle keys, the two, five, eight, and zero, allow you to enter text easier. The two serves as dots one and three, the five serves, serves as dots one, two, and three, the eight serves as dots four and six, and the zero serves as dots four, five, and six. And you can use this in combination with other keys. So if you want to type an M, which is normally dots one, three, and four, you could push number two, which types dots one and three, or a K, plus the number three to type the M, instead of trying to hit two buttons, but not the one in the middle with one thumb. The third mode is called reverse thumb braille, which is exactly the same, but the buttons won't be the same. This is if you're holding the Bookport Plus upside down so that the speaker is towards you, then everything will be completely opposite. That's just how you will be holding your Bookport Plus. I'm not going to give the exact key assignments for that because it should be pretty easy to figure out. You just hold your Bookport Plus the opposite way in braille as normal. To create a new text file, we'll go ahead and create a new text file now. I'll press the key on my Bookport Plus to wake it up. 6.15 p.m. And we hear the time. Now we're going to push the menu key, which is the top right key next to the arrow. Not the power button with the, with the two bumps on it, but the button right below that. Menu. Edit. Use right or left key to select item. Press play stop or down key to confirm or up key to cancel. And we're on edit right now, and we hear the sound that tells us we're in a menu. I'm going to down arrow on edit. Cannot edit or, this we don't want edit yet, so I'm going to right arrow. Recording. We don't want recording. Playback. No. Bookmark. Nope. Voice memo. Nope. Backup. Nope. Media management. Media management is what we want right now. So I'm going to down arrow. Enter. Media and title information. That's not what we currently want. We definitely do not want that. Create new title. That would create a new recording. Create new text file. That's what we want, but I'll just show you what else is in here. Delete all voice memos. Prepare for editing. Build book. And the last two are for recordings. I'm going to go back to create new text file. Create new text file. I'm going to press the middle button, the enter button. That's in the middle of the arrows. And I'm sure, so I'm going to press the same button again, the center button. Enter. Please wait. New text file created. And now we are text in editing mode. the text editing mode, which is where we can write a text file. So I'm going to go to the menu now. Menu. Delete current line. And if we had wrote a line, we could delete the current line. Delete all text. We could delete all text in the whole file. Save text. 
we could save the text. And how that works is it saves the first line in the file as the file name. Save and exit text editor. And that would still keep it open. Now we could save and exit the text editor. Exit text editor without saving. Or we could exit without saving. Rename file. Or if we are pointing at it, we can rename it. If we type something wrong or we just want to give it a different name. Text input mode. We can select the input mode. Delete current line. Or we're back to the first item, which is delete current line. I'm going to go to the left. Text input mode. To text input mode. I'm going to down arrow. Enter. ABC mode. You can do ABC, which is like texting on a cell phone with only a numeric keypad. We can do thumb braille reverse or reverse thumb braille. I'm going to do ABC for now because that's something everyone can use, even if you're not a braille reader or a writer. So to name this file, as I said, the first line will be the name of the file. So I want this file to be called podcast file. So I'm going to type the 7. We hear P. And we hear it again when it's finally typed. And I'm going to tap 6 three times for O. And it takes a second to type, but we can get ahead of it, so we don't have to wait for it. As long, but if we're going to type another character on this same number, then we do have to wait. Now I'm going to type a D, followed by a C, and then an A. So I'm going to type three once for D, two, three times. Now I have to wait for it to say C, because A is still on that too. So I'll type A seven three times and eight once. Now to space, we'll hit pound. Space. We hear a beep followed by space, and which was in the guide voice. Most of this is in the text-to-speech voice. And then I'm going to hit three, three times for F, four, five, and that's now it's called podcast file. And that is what the file will be called. Now I'm going to keep on typing here. I have podcast file written here. Now I want to type how are you? I'm going to do, I'm just going to type that using normal texting commands here. Now to get a capital letter, we'll tap it multiple times. G H I 4 G capital. G capital. G capital. Capital G. Now I, accident, I accidentally typed a G there. So to erase it, I typed the star key, which backspaced and deleted that capital G because I wanted a capital H. I'll try it again. G H I 4 G capital H capital. H capital. And I'm going to type an E. Wait for that to type. Space. And I type a V instead of a U, so I'm going to backspace. Type a U. And now the question mark is under the zero. Some punctuation is under one and some is under zero. So I'll press zero. Question. First one's question mark. Question. Now, I would just want to explore the other symbols there. So we're going to go and tap zero multiple question. times. Question, Line. underline, equals, equals zero. and zero. Question. We're back to question mark. Question. I'll delete the extra question mark. Question. Now we'll look at the Backspace. symbols under one. Dot. Dot. Which is period at slash, slash colon, colon one. one dot. We're back to dot. dot. Now there are some more symbols. So to get to other symbols and even more modes, I'm going to delete this dot. dot. Backspace. We can press the bottom left button, which is right above the one. Number mode. And now we're in numbers mode. 
So instead of typing words and letters, we'll type numbers. So if I want to type my comment line number, which is the number, by the way, that you can call to leave comments on any of my podcasts, which is 206-337-4383. That's a voicemail that you can just leave and give feedback. I'm going to type that number here because we're in numbers mode. So I'll just type 206-337-4383. Space. Space. And now we're in numbers mode. So to get, to get back to ABC mode, we'll type that button again. Symbol table. Use now two, we're in a symbol four, table. Six and eight, like arrows, to select the symbol, then press pound to accept. Now we can use two as the up arrow, eight as the down arrow, four as the left arrow, and six as the right arrow to navigate around the symbol table. So we have. I'm going down with eight. Now I'm going to go right with 6 and go up. Go to the right. Down. The high-pitched beat, by the way, means we're at the top. And that is all of them. So if we want to type this vertical bracket, I can push pound. Vertical bracket, enter. And that's been typed. Remember that the symbol table is a grid. So there are items going left and right and items going up and down. Also, when you type a character, you are still in the symbol table, not back in your text file. Now I'm going to go back to ABC mode by tapping the button right above the one key. ABC mode. And we're back in ABC mode. Now I want to type in thumbrail to show you how that works. So I'll press menu. Menu. Delete current line. I don't want to delete the current line. Delete all text. Save text. Save and exit text and exit text editor without saving. Rename file. Text input mode. And I want to go to this. Enter. ABC it's set mode. to ABC, but I want to go to the right. Thumbrail mode. To thumbrail. Enter. Set. And we hear set, followed by the confirmation sound. And now I'll type in thumbrail. So if I want to type, this is being written in thumbrail, I can type that. Keeping in mind that you cannot type in grade 2, you must type in grade 1 braille, which is actually computer braille. So your punctuation, your period, will be a 4, 6, or the 0 key. At is dot 4. Question mark is the normal TH sign, which is dots 1, 4, 5, and 6. The exclamation point is the normal the sign, which is 3, 2, 4, and 6. And there are others that you can look up online. But those are the basics. So I'm going to type hello. The top right, or the top left button, which is two buttons above the number 2, one button below the record key. Cap. And I, I held that button for just a second. We heard cap for capital. We could do that again to hear caps lock. I'm going to type hi, ho, how is everyone? So I'm going to type H using dots one, using dots one, two, five, or on the Bookport Plus keypad, dots one, four, and six. H capital. H capital. I'm gonna do I. And that is not capital, because it didn't say capital. Now I'm gonna space. Space. H, oh. Now for the W, I'm going to do zero plus the number four, 
So then I'll do four, five, six, and four will do the dot two, so I don't have to push three buttons with one thumb. W. Space. I. I. S is normal. S. Space. E. e. Now for V, I'm going to do the same thing as I did for W. So I'm going to do the dot six, which is the nine. And then I'm going to do the five key for dots one, two, and three. So it'll be dot the number five and the number nine. Title. E, 5 and 6 for R. R, and then for Y and the and sign are really interesting because we can do dot 2 and 0 to type, 2 will do the 1 and 3 dots and 0 will do the 4, 5, and 6, so I'm going to type 2 and 0, y. and type O, by, you could do 1 and 9, and the dot and the six, or you could do the number two and the six to make the O. And then I'm going to do N. You could also have done two and three and six, and E, followed by a question mark. And I did the question mark by doing dots one, followed by the zero. And whenever I say one followed by that, I don't mean press one, let go of it, and push the other. I mean push the two of them together. So press the one and the zero at the same time and release them at the same time. So as you can see, thumbrail takes a while to get used to, but it is much quicker than ABC mode. So if you sit down with it and write a few notes, you will get used to it very quickly. But there is still ABC mode available, and many prefer reverse thumbrail. So you're going to hold your bookport plus upside down. I'm not going to demo that because it's pretty much the same. So you can try that on your own. I'm going to up arrow to read this file. Podcast file, hello, how are you to billion sixty-three million three hundred seventy-four thousand three hundred eighty-three? Hi, how is everyone? And that was kind of all ran together, but so is the nature of text-to-speech. And the number it didn't pronounce is 206 374 it pronounced it as the big huge number you heard. Now I can save this by going to the menu. Menu. Delete current line. And I don't want to delete the line. Delete all text. I don't want to delete the whole save thing. Text. I want to save, so I'll press enter. Enter. Are you sure? I'm sure. Enter. File saved. Now, I didn't choose to save and exit, so I'm still Beginning in it. Of title. End of title. End of title. And I arrowed around. Top said beginning, and then I did end. And that's pretty much it. Now, if I wouldn't have saved, it would have asked me if I wanted to save when I pressed any key to get out. I'm going to press the title key to go back to my SD card. You are about to save and exit the text editor. Sure? I'm going to press enter because I am I'm sure. Saved. Exit text editor. SD card text one. Podcast file hello how are you txt in the folder. And it used the text first line of text. One. Titles in the media. So this file will now be called what it just said. Or podcast file hello how are you dot txt. I want it to be simply called podcast file. So I'm going to do menu. Menu. Edit. Use edit. Do you want to edit it? Sure? So I'm going to press enter. enter. Text editing mode. Menu. Menu. Delete current. Now notice that we can't get to like the recording menu or system settings while we're in the text editor. On the left arrow. Text input mode. Rename file. To rename file, press enter. Enter. Current file name is. Podcast file. Hello. How are you? Enter file name. 
And I just want this to be called podcast file. So I'm going to retype this really quickly in Thumbrail. Now I'm going to backspace to delete all of this. I held, I held star to clear. Now I'm just going to type podcast file as I did earlier. I'm going to do that really quickly. Delete the nine. Space. 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 Press the center button too. Okay. Podcast file. Podcast file. Well, down arrow. Enter. New file name is podcast file. You are about to rename the file. Are you sure? And I am. Enter. Rename. And now it's renamed. That did not. About to save and exit the text and I'm sure. File saved. Exit text editor. And we're back to the SD card. And as you hear, it's now called podcastfile.txt. And by one title in the media, it means one text file. If I went to Daisy, left arrow, cast audio. We hear eight titles in the media because there are eight Daisy titles. Now, you, as you heard, you heard the guide voice there. That is not the guide voice um, reading that. That The Bookport Plus guide voice in this version of the software is Aaron Jones, who actually was the one that read The Hunger Games. So that wasn't the Bookport Plus saying that. That was just the same narrator as the guide voice reading that book. And that is pretty much all I have to show you about using your Bookport Plus as a note taker. One final note is that if you have another text file that you sent from your PC, like a text formatted book or just a file you've written on your PC that's in .txt format, you can go to the edit menu just like I did and edit that text file even if it was not created on the Bookport Plus. I know, I know this could sound quite confusing. It's really easy to get used to, but unless you can get your hands on a Bookport Plus, it does definitely sound more, way more difficult than it is. So if you have any questions, you can feel free to contact me by contacting me on my website at blindmobiletech.com, B-L-I-N-D-M-O-B-I-L-E-T-E-C-H dot C-O-M. Or you can call the comment line and leave audio comment with if you leave your email address and tell me what you need clarified. I will get back to you there. My audio comment line is at 206-337-4383. Four three eight three, and that number can also be found on my website. I hope this Bookport Plus tutorial on creating text files as notes on your Bookport Plus has been of some assistance to you. If you need more information about creating notes, please check out the Bookport Plus manual at aph.org/tech. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.